Good morning. It is Fed Day. It's Wednesday, February 1st. Um, yeah. If you don't, if you don't want to trade until 2 o'clock today, <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, my, my assumption is that we will see um, muted trading uh, of the professionals in the morning. Uh, I don't want to say muted trade of, uh, trading of everything, but of the professionals, we will see a muted trade this morning. Um, Jerome Powell speaks at 2.30. Uh, the most dangerous time to trade today will be between 2 to 2 o'clock when the, uh, the point increase is uh, released. The market is expecting a 0.25 rate increase. So uh, if for some reason he comes out, with 0.5 uh, or anything above a 0.25, um, the markets will crash. Uh, I, my personal opinion is I think he will be very careful with what he says. I don't think he's going to want to knock the markets down. I think what he will do is more talk just kind of the same thing that we see a strong job market. Uh, Friday, uh, and we talked about this yesterday. Today is the Fed day. Tomorrow is Apple and Google. Um, uh, and you're going to see, I, I think Meta, is Meta today or tomorrow? Uh, I think Meta is today. Let's see. Um, but you're going to see a, a big moves in the market today and tomorrow. Uh, it, yeah, Meta is today after the bell. So you've got your chance. We'll talk about snap earnings in a little bit. But today with the Fed, you know, 2 o'clock is your key. Uh, and then 2.30, you know, if, if we look, if we just go and look at SPY, and we look, let's see, uh, when did Jerome Powell speak last? Um, speak last, there we go. It was on, um, let's see. Uh, uh, November 30th. So if we look at SPY, we're just going to go back to November 30th. And we're going to look. This is the November 30th afternoon candle. So the morning candle of November 30th had a 0.17. The afternoon candle had a, a 3.21%. That's just in SPY. So if you assume we have a three to four percent um, uh, movement in in the thing, that's huge in spy, which means you know either your uh your your stuff that's been going up, all of your growth, all of your crazy stuff goes shooting up. Um, you know that's gonna start shooting down if he gets dovish. If he gets like, yeah, we're going to uh, look at halting our rate increases uh, and talks even slightly about halting. Um, you'll see the markets take off. That's kind of Jerome Powell speak for, hey, we may, uh, and, and just, there is a 40% uh, factor mark that's priced into the market right now that at some point in time between November and December, we see our first reduction. Uh, the Fed rate is between 4.25 and 4.5 right now. A half point rate of increase gets it closer to five. The assumption is that we get to 5% and then they halt and they stay. And the question is, how long do they stay? So uh, that's going to be what's in the market. You can trade around it. You can do whatever you want. Uh, there are some bigger stocks that are going absolutely haywire. 
Uh, there are two. MGAM, uh, which is a cheap version of the one that's going nuts. Uh, this is a short squeeze. Uh, the algorithm has you in at $2. You're trading at $2.58. Um, it, it is something that more than likely is completely overdone. Um, but the volume, you can see the volume on my screen is just enormous. I can go over to Active Trader Pro and look at it. But the other one that we have is MSAM. And this is the bigger one. Um, MS, uh, MSGM, sorry, MSGM is the other one. Uh, this one was up 700% yesterday. The candle in the morning alone has a 187% range. The candle in the afternoon, ironically, only has a 1.28% uh, move. Now, this one closed at 2140. Uh, it ran up earlier to $80. So you four times your money in the pre-market. Uh, it is now sitting at about 61. I may halt this podcast if for some reason I see this move uh, at a significant pace. Uh, and the, the halting of the podcast will be to go and trade this one. Um, it will be an absolute monster in my mind. But if you look at um, Active Trader Pro right now, if you're on YouTube Live, the Bollinger Bands are syncing up. And I've said this for the past like 15, 20 minutes. They're syncing up. Right now, you're on the bottom of the nine day, which indicates to me that you'd be going down. I'm waiting for this VWAP to get a little bit closer to that nine day or the actual price. Uh, before I actually make a move, your 21 and your 9 are kind of crossing right now. Uh, and what you see back here where it did that, it just shot up. It shot up from about 40 to 80. You doubled your money. So I'm waiting for that to happen. If for some reason we see a volume spike, and, and, and I've gone over this on YouTube. You can go back and look at it. If we see a volume spike like we saw on open yesterday, it's off to the races. I think you have $120 stock. So. Those are the ones that are going nuts. Those are the ones that you can look at today if you want to do some day trading. Uh, just be aware they are super, super volatile. Um, Snap announced their earnings yesterday. And uh, they met or beat on, on some metrics. Uh, but the key point was they said they won't give guidance. And they said our run rate right now is down 7%. Uh, whereas the market was expecting them to be up 10% with ad spend. Uh, the, the, the stock is down significantly uh, in the pre-market. Um, this one had run up from about $7 where our algorithm got us in to just over 11 11.57 was where it closed yesterday. And they obviously, that was the day high. They expected it to be super, super uh, earnings to be super good. It's down at 1017. I think if you can get this under 10, I actually think you'd be doing fine. Uh, 867 was where the algorithm got us in. Um, and, you know, that was way back on December 23rd. Even under 10, I would wait for Jerome Powell to speak. The reason is you're not making money on this, on this, this stock. Uh, this is a, uh, you know, forward PE of 34. It's still super expensive. But on all metrics for social media, they met. Other than, hey, we're not going to give you guidance and we're running a little bit light. And they said they're running light, by the way, on brand advertising. 
uh, which is typically long-term advertising. So if you're in the, the marketing space, that's the stuff that you typically pull back on during recessions be, or when there's a pending recession because you want to have some, some dry powder. You want to have some money in the bank. So you pull that back. Branding is less, you know, customer acquisition, things of that sort. That takes precedence and that continues on. And that's what essentially Snap was saying. Brings us to Meta, which reports today. They were down, and let me see, they were down at about 140. Let me look at uh, Active Trader Pro real quick. Um, and I've got to get back to my MSGM. Um, but yeah, they're at 147 right now in the pre-market. Um, so they, they didn't pull back as much as, uh, the 10% or 11% that snap had pulled back, but this one is just on a legendary run. Uh, I would not buy into this earnings. I also would wait for the earnings. If you're thinking of selling, I think it's worth the risk. The problem that you have is you do have a gap down here at 120, but you're over the 200 day. And so there's a gap up here at 160 to 167. I think if they basically announced that they have spent next to nothing on the metaverse and they pulled that back uh, enough, I think meta gets a bump. And I think that's the only metric that they're going to be looking at. If they pulled back on spending uh, and they at least match some of what Snap has said, I think that's priced in. Uh, this company is making money at 14. Uh, they've been doing well on Reels. My favorite uh, social media platform is still uh, Instagram. I still hate it, what it's turned into with Reels, um, but it's my favorite. I don't have TikTok. I'm a boomer. Guys, I'm a boomer. I'm over 50 years old, but I do like Instagram. Uh, that's my favorite one. I absolutely hate Facebook. I am never on Facebook. Um, but Meta is is something, this is in our uh, core portfolio. I think it is. Uh, no, I don't have it in the core portfolio. So I need to add this one. Um, it's just a good uh, stock to own. List currently open. Yeah, we're going to add that to that. Um, this one goes in there. Uh, and it should have been in there all the time. But, you know, they're, they're, again, I'm not a huge Zuckerberg fan, but it's in there. Um, I Again, I would not trade this one today. I would not buy it. I would not sell it. I would just wait. Just wait. I mean, part of being a, a good investor is patience. Um, AMD beat their earnings. Unlike Intel, this one's up slightly. This is, uh, do I have the, I don't, I own this in my personal portfolio. I do not have this in the daily stock core portfolio. I do have NVIDIA and I have Qualcomm in the core portfolio. This one I do not. This one's got gaps all over the place. Um, it's up above the 200 day. It's got gaps below it. Uh, they, they don't have a catalyst. They made 69 cents per share. I don't think it's a bad stock. Um, I do think it's a good stock. I just think chips, um, they've had a run. They had a run before. Uh, I do think that this one goes back to, to 100. So if you want to buy it at 75, I think you're fine. I own it, I think at about 120 or so. Uh, I think my average purchase price might be around 100 with some dollar cost averaging. Um, but I couldn't sell it during my tax loss harvesting because I bought it last year. And I do think I bought it around you know, 120 
and I just dollar costed average down to about a hundred. Um, I am not buying any more. There's no catalyst for it. It's currently on a run from 66 all the way up to 75. I do think that all these gaps get filled. I think you get wind up back at 120 uh, at some point in time over the next couple of years. I don't. This is a great, great company. They're up at 78 pre-market. Uh, they're up 4% in pre-market. So I'm seeing it on my screen. Um, D-Man brought up Jeldwin. Uh, I think that's how you say it. J-E-L-D. Uh, this is a window manufacturer, and they've they've fixed all of their um, <clears throat> their supply chain stuff. It's been on a run. Uh, he brought this up to me a few days ago when it was around, I think, eleven. It's at twelve sixty five. Their earnings are coming up on February seventeenth. Uh, now, what's interesting is <clears throat> Trendspider sometimes puts in this. Let me take a sip of water. Hmm. Trendspider puts in this. This little uh, kind of purple. Hey, this is where we think the price is going to go. And I've never seen this before. <laughs> and D-Man, I'm sorry to tell you, but that little line right there thinks that they're going down. Um, this is one that, uh, let me see, are they making money? They are. Uh, pretty high PE for an industrial. Um, 21. Uh, it's up 31% year to date. You're still 48% below your 52-week high of 24. Now, December 20th, J.P. Morgan, uh, they cut, uh, upgraded it from underweight to neutral with a $9.50 price target. There is nobody, uh, well, I shouldn't say, there are some like Stifle, uh, like Deutsche Bank, and both of them back in August that have a $15 to $17 price target. And again, you're trading at 12 you get to 15 or 17 and you're trading at 12, you're doing pretty well. Their earnings are coming up February 17th. He loves this one. D-Man was pounding the, pay, the table on this one. He's saying, dude, this is one to, 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 to buy. Eh. Windows. Eh. I'm not super excited about Windows. But, um, you know, I can't say that he's been wrong. He's been right. And he's gotten a, a lot of good ones uh, in the past. Uh, it's up above its nine day. So it's still got confirmation. The one thing that you do have to know about D-Man, and he, con he comments this all the time, he doesn't know when to let go. So, uh, But you do have a gap up here uh, between 16 and 17. If they have some crazy, crazy quarter, and they say, you know what? All of China's replacing their windows, and we're the window supplier? Boom! <laughs> I don't know that they're going to say that, but... Uh, I, I figured I'd bring it up for him. High five to, to D-Man for bringing that one up. Um, there's an interesting one. And there's, there's rumors out there. And, and James brought it up to me this morning. And I had heard this one too. Is that um, uh, Nike or Amazon might buy Peloton. And Peloton is on this crazy run. Their earnings are, uh, actually, they had their earnings. They lost uh, $0.98 cents per share. Uh, that's a better earnings than they had before. You're covering this gap, or you covered the gap to thirteen seventeen. I think you covered it right before earnings. Yeah, you did. It get covered to thirteen thirty seven. You have other gaps. Um, no gaps that are below, uh, but you do have a gap up. And a gap up is between 61 and 86. I don't know that they're getting back to that. Um, but if 
a sale is pending, then I think you can assume a $20 per share price point. Um, that's just kind of guessing here uh, because there is this gap right here at about $24.25. Um, it 100% guess. Uh, I don't, I'm not putting money in. The RSI is super high at 68. The rumors out there. Uh, I, I think with um, Peloton being beaten down so much without them being able to really figure out a pattern um, towards profitability, they say they do. I just don't know. I mean, I love their app. I absolutely love their app, but I'm not paying for their app. Uh, I, I wound up just, you know, disconnecting. I love their yoga. I love their, uh, the bike, the Peloton hack is the best thing going. I don't, their bike is amazing. If you haven't ridden one of those Peloton bikes, go to it, go and stay at a Hilton hotel. They have Peloton bikes. You can go try one out. It's amazing. Um, so I, I, I like that one. Um, but it, it's an interesting one. It's in a rising wedge. So I do like it. Uh, let's take a look at some of our scans. That was all I had as far as this, but we had some big scans. One that I currently own that I'm not sure that you should own, uh, but I do hold at a significantly higher price. I think it's around 150 is, um, CrowdStrike. This is, um, cybersecurity and every company needs cybersecurity, but in times when there's a pending recession, they typically cut back and cybersecurity is one that they cut back on. So you can take a look at this one. Um, CrowdStrike, it's a secondary cross-up. Your initial one was at 96.61. You're at 105 in this ascending wedge. Their earnings are coming up on March 8th. That's a ways out there. Another secondary cross-up that reported yesterday is Exxon. Uh, I'm a holder of this one. I sold some because I think I, my average purchase price was like 25 bucks. Um, and essentially you can, you can hold this one a great dividend, uh, dividend X date is coming up on February 13th. I've been holding it for quite a while. Uh, it, it, energy is just one of those things. I think, you know, supply, uh, greatly underperforms demand when China opens another energy names that we we've been looking at for a very long time that goes along with natural gas is LNG. This is a uh, Chenier energy. This is a company that basically takes cheap natural gas out of the U.S., puts it on uh, ships in, um, in Louisiana and other ports, I think, in Mexico, and ships it over to Europe, where they pay significantly higher uh, rates. The problem is you had a, a very, very um, warm winter in Europe. So you don't have a ton of, hey, we need uh, supply over here. They also cut back on their supply so on their um their, their their supply because they had enough storage so the question is okay as they build out more uh more import machines in Europe to be able to accept the ships do they get it from there do they get it from uh Norway uh up north uh they obviously don't want it from Russia so they're trying to cut the Nord Stream um pipeline um off or limit that but Russia's not going to cut it off because that's where the way they're funding the war. The uh, the ex-dividend date is coming up on February 6th. Their earnings are coming out February 22nd. Now, mind you, LNG is not making money. Um, LNG is a company that has a forward PE of 8.49, which is fairly high in the energy space. Um, but their earnings per share this year expected 223% rise in the last year. 
Uh, next year, they're only expected to rise by 75%. This during a good time. If we go back and we just look at a weekly chart and we look uh, during COVID, you were down at about 30. Uh, Pre-COVID, you were about a $60 stock. What's changed between now uh, and back in January 2020? It's just natural gas has gotten a little bit more expensive. But as natural gas, you guys know we trade Boyle and KOLD all the time. As that trade goes down, LNG goes down as well. In the energy space, uh, the oil services, OIH ETF, uh, that's the secondary cross up up here. Uh, the initial one was 304. Back on January 6th, you're at 330 bucks. So you got your 10% out of an ETF. So. You know, kudos to, to anybody that took that trade. Another favorite that we have in the energy space, Halliburton had a cross up. This one in Schlumberger, I hope I say that right, uh, are two that I, I think you can invest in. They're both a little bit expensive, but they su uh, supply some, um, some necessary hardware and software services to the energy sector. Schlumberger, SLB is that symbol had a cross up at 51 on December 13th. You're at 56 right now. So you're close to your, your 10% Halliburton uh, over. It just had a cross up at 41.22. This one, it, it does you better to buy and hold. It's just a little bit expensive. Again, you're above the 200 day. You have this gap down here between 34 and 35. I think you could hold it. I mean, let's look at the, the uh, what's the dividend on this one? It's got a 1.55% dividend. You know, the PE is 23. That's pretty expensive for a, um, an energy company. But I, I don't think you're going back down to the 20s. Uh, I, I think, if anything, you're staying between 30 and 40. 41 is a little bit expensive, but you just got out of a 6% run. So if you got more, uh, maybe Halliburton's in there. Another one that, uh, well, not another energy one. This is our triple levered uh, ETF list that we have in TrendSpider. URTY is an ultra pro of the Russell 2000. Now, this is a secondary cross-up, um, and it's gone from 37 to 48. That's a crazy, crazy move in uh, just shorting. Uh, it's not even short. It's, it's, it's long, the Russell 2000. Uh, so the symbol is URTY. Then we went to our Vanguard uh, ETFs. These are low-cost ETFs in different sectors, different reasons to hold on to these. But what you're really looking for in these are entry points. This is a secondary cross-up on this one, and it's a little bit high in my opinion because you're above the 200-day. I'd like to see you uh, enter in at a point more like December 29th, which is 180. So uh, you're at 195. It got a secondary cross up today. Uh, another one is VUG. Uh, we had three cross ups in Vanguard uh, VOT, VUG, and VBK. Uh, VUG is a secondary cross up as well. The mar again, the market's doing well. So VUG is the growth. And this one, you had an initial cross up at 211. Um, right now, you're at 235. It's a little bit expensive. But to get in and hold for five, six years, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. VBK, I think this one's a, the, uh, this one's the small cap. Um, and this one's kind of the same thing. I mean, we're in a good market. If you're in a good market, you're getting secondary cross-ups on a lot of these. This is the small, small cap growth. 198 was the initial one on December 30th. 
224. You know, you, you look at something like ARKK. You're up uh, 30% uh, in the month of January. ARKK had a cross up on December 30th at $30.48. You're trading at 40 bucks today. So, you know, again, those ETFs are great to move um, and great to invest in in the bull market. The, the levered ETFs on the way down are just as good. That's why we have both uh, in, in, um, in our, uh, our portfolio. Um, let's look at XL. Some of the, uh, the spider sectors, XLU, which is utilities. Uh, this one came about, um, oh, by, oh, by the way, by the way, uh, I've got MSGM up. Uh, good thing I didn't put a thousand bucks into this at sixty. Um, it is nine twenty-seven right now, and I have the bid and ask at twenty-eight. So there was a rug pull. We got a rug pull. Let's look at the other one. Um, MGAM. Somebody popped in here, one of these day traders. It was Stark, Starkadian. Uh, what are my thoughts on MGAM? Uh, I, they're rug pulls. I mean, that's essentially what's happening is you're seeing it right hand, right, firsthand, right here. MGAM and MSGM, both of them, uh, big volume rug pulls. Uh, somebody just got out. There was some type of news. There was something. They traded down to 22. They're back up at 28. Uh, if you get, but see how the Bollinger Bands have expanded now? Now what you're waiting on, oh, I need to move this over. Um, let's look. Uh, <laughs> yeah, James brings up a good point. MGM should be the uh, MGM betting if you're betting on this one. But you can see, see how it just, it, it crashed. I mean, it's down at 26. Um, the, the volume weighted average price VWAP is still at 52. So you've got a crazy disparity between the volume weighted average price because everybody bought up here. Now you got people buying down here, uh, and they're buying from the people up here. <laughs> uh, and, and do not think that just because you got a 50% price cut that it's going back up here. Um, uh, you need to have huge volume spikes. Right now you have huge volume spikes on the rug pull. The rug pull is where you have the the volume spikes. And sorry to do this live on the podcast, but if you pull up uh, my YouTube channel, you can see this. It's 929 right now. I'm going to sit here and wait for the market to open so we can watch the uh, 930 candle. Uh, but, ooh, they're talking about Novo Nordisk. I, I, NVO is the symbol. Um, that's one that my friend said we needed to get into back in uh, last year, and we should have at like 90. It's at 140 right now. Uh, this one's at 25. Let's, we're at 930. New candle just started. Um, did it halt? It may have halted. Uh, nope, didn't halt. It's up at 25. It's trading at 25. It's up 20%. I feel like an uh, auctioneer. It's up 20% from where it opened up at. Um, but it's trading right at 25. I mean, imagine those people who bought it, uh, bought it 80 right now. There were people who bought at 80 in pre-market. Uh, please don't be one of those people. Not one of those people. 
Um, and that, you know, Starglide or was it? Yeah, Starcadian. Uh, my thoughts on these are you're betting. I was going to put a thousand bucks into this because when we were here and those Bollinger bands were going up, I had said, hey, we're on the downside of the, bull, the, the nine day. I don't trust it. I want to see when it, uh, when it starts opening up. If you're on the upside, this could run to 120, but it could easily just crash down if it's not on the upside. And boom, you see it on the downside. So uh, I, I, just, it, I don't even see it. The, the, I mean, it's, it's got to get up to 50 to get back to the nine day for me to even get into this. So for me, I'm out today. I mean, it could go back up to 60. Um, and, and if it does, then you're above the nine day and you have some opportunity. But for me, I'm out. I've seen it open up. I've seen it come down. I, I, I've had enough. My money is too valuable for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm out. So I'll get back to uh, some of our scans. Let's see, where were we? We were scanning XLU, utility sector. Uh, this one got you, gets you in here. It's at about 68, uh, 68.10 it looks like. Um, it got you in and out. This one's fluttering around the 200 day. If you want to get into utilities and this is a sector that you think you like, just buy it. It's under the 200 day. Uh, there's a gap down here at 66. You won't be upset. You know, you'll be fine. Utilities, utilities will be fine. Uh, if we look at uh, just a weekly of this one, you'll see it's on the upward trend. You cross the 50-day. I mean, you, you do it regularly on this one on a weekly. Um, you touch the 200-day, you, you just continue to go up. It's not a problem. XLU is just one that you look at. Another one, uh, the materials, XLB, the material sector. Uh, this one is one that, uh, you know, we talk about Cleveland Cliffs is in our... Uh, our uh, core portfolio, which is down at 2121. Lucky number, by the way. Uh, it's in ascending triangle, XLB. So it's a secondary cross up. I think you want it a little bit less expensive. Uh, 84 is a little bit high. I'd like to see you in the 70s at some point if you buy into this one. But again, are you upset if you buy in the 80s? Uh, look at the weekly chart. You're not. I mean, you know, you, you've held 90s before. Um, this is the weekly chart, and it's just kind of been going up. Again, if you just draw a straight line up here, uh, you've got pretty much an upward trend. It's just about picking the right one and holding it. Um, did we have a cross-up on Macy's? I don't know why I put down M. I think I just mistyped it. It must have been something else that I put in there uh, and just mistyped it. Not M, we didn't have a... We might We didn't have one. Not nah, Macy's, we didn't have one. Their earnings are coming up. They're a favorite of mine in uh, the retail space just because I think they do a really good job on um, e-commerce. Travelers. Uh, MSGM is halted. <laughs> yeah, it's halted. Let's see what happens. It might go back down to two. Uh, they might have some news of, hey, we're, they might have just announced, by the way, uh, we're selling a, a, a you know, 20,000 shares at, at $80. Um, they might've just said that. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. If I were the CEO, it's exactly what I'd be doing. Um, so uh, Travelers Corporation, this is a secondary cross up. You had an initial cross up at 192. Uh, you're trading at one, uh, 187. Uh, this is, I mean, it's an insurance company. It's boring. You can get in this one. They had their earnings. 
Uh, the ex-dividend date is coming up on March 8th. Let's see. They have a pretty good dividend from what I remember. Um, 1.95. So it's not a horrible stock to own. Uh, I'd like to see you closer to the 200-day at 178. It's a little bit expensive, but insurance tends to get a little bit expensive. Uh, AMT. Uh, this is American Tower. And we kind of went over this. This is just a company that basically puts up towers and then rents it to the cellular industry and everybody else that needs uh, needs towers. It's above its 200-day uh, crossed up uh, at 223.42. You're trading at 222 right now. Um, the algorithm makes you 43% on this. Whereas if you bought and held for 1,000 candles, you lose 4%. Uh, you win 60% of the time on this. Uh, your average win is 5.82. Uh, now, mind you, your average loss is 3.67. Your max drawdown was 21%. So this one gets you out of those huge max drawdowns. Um, but American Tower, I think they have a pretty good dividend. Let me look. I think it's one point something. Uh, 2.79. 2.79 dividend. So American Tower has crossed up. Schwab has crossed up. S-C-H-W. Uh, and I know I got a lot of cross-ups today and I bring them up just to basically, um, you know, bring them up uh, because on a day where you have the Fed, not a great day to get into any of these. Um, but if you got a cross-up like here, Schwab, uh, under the 200-day, it's 77.46 with their ex-dividend date coming up February 9th. Um, SCHW is got a 1.14% dividend. So it's not a horrible dividend. Nah, not great. I mean, you can get 0.25% on your money for holding it for a few days and you're under the 200 day. Why not? You got this gap up here between 79 and 80, you know, get 5%, 4 or 5%. So Schwab looks like it's good. Lowe's had a cross up and I think their earnings are coming up in a little bit. Um, their earnings are coming up. You just crossed the ice dividend date. Their earnings are coming up February 28th, 208.28. You're trading at 207 right now. What you have to worry about is you do have this gap up here. Uh, this one looks like it was filled, but you have a gap down below, down to 188. I can't imagine this one getting below 200. I can't, but if you get a crazy scenario, like look October, you went all the way down to 180 and you're at 207 right now. It's a good business to be in. Lowe's, you know, they have a decent dividend. Let me look at what their dividend is. Um, Two percent, uh, and you're you're thirteen percent below your fifty-two week high. You're twenty-two percent above that one seventy, which is your fifty-two week low. Um, your performance year to date, you're only up four percent in a market that's up like ten percent. So it's not a bad place to be. Uh, if if you're a DIYer, invest in Lowe's. Home Depot is more geared towards the professionals. Um, Eli Lilly. This is one. This is a Jim Cramer favorite. Uh, so be careful. <laughs> It's below its 200-day. It's a good company. There's a gap down here between 313 and 316. You have been on an absolute tear on this one. Uh, you look at the weekly, and you just dipped below the 50-day uh, in this candle, but that was a, I, I think that's just an, a, an error uh, during that, di that week um, where we, uh, this week where, where it just mispriced it. But you're trading at 343. Which is right around the nine day. I mean, you know, th again, this one is probably one that you just want to get into. Um, if you look at the the their earnings, when there are their earnings coming up, 
Um, their earnings are coming up uh, February 1st. Is it pre-market or post-market? Is it today? Uh, pre-market. So their earnings came out. Their ex-dividend date is coming out February 14th. Again, this one is below, kind of just hugging its 200-day. So if they had good earnings, um, you expect them to go up. You know, again, you got to be careful of Jerome Powell this afternoon. You, uh, UNP, United Pacific, um, they had a cross up today uh, at 204. This is a uh, railway. And do they have a dividend? I think it's a, this is maybe one of the Buffett stocks. Uh, 2.55% dividend. Year to date, you're down 1%. Uh, it's below its 200-day. You do have a gap up here between 207 and 209. You're trading at 205.61. You have another gap that's been filled up here. Um, you could go up to 240. I mean, you know, again, this is a boring railroad. It's a Buffett stock. You're on a day where Jerome Powell's speaking. I don't know. If you get into this one and you get into it for the long term, I think you're fine. Uh, you look at this one, it's right around its 200-day. Last time it was at its 200-day was COVID, and it continued up. So I do think that you have growth opportunity here. That's it for the, uh, the, the podcast. I am going to stay on YouTube because I want to see what happens with MSGM, uh, and I think I have some people to uh, respond to. If you're here, just hit that uh, thumbs-up button on YouTube. Uh, for podcasters, hit, if you made it this far, hit the five stars. Hit that five stars um, on Spotify. Go and review me on Apple. Uh, and if you are listening on the podcast, uh, gentlemen's agreement here, if you made it this far, head over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. I don't care if you never watch the YouTube. I don't care what you do. Don't tip me. Just go over to YouTube and hit that, hit that like or subscribe button. That's it. Doesn't hurt you. Doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, I probably made you some money. If you listened this far, I probably made you some money in the past. Don't tip me. Now, if you have made money and you already subscribe, tip, tip your boy. Tip your boy because your bartender, your bartender needs some drinks. Well, I don't drink Pepsi, Coke. That's why I own those stocks. Uh, but we'll talk about Jerome Powell tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about meta earnings. And tomorrow I will mainly go over what to expect from Apple. Uh, you know, closing this out, let's talk about Tesla. Um, this is one that uh, there has been some people who have said, well, I'm going to buy the TSLQ uh, versus the TSLA. Um, my guidance on this is not to short it. Uh, if you're the only reason to short it is to hedge against a long bet on it. Uh, there have been more than one person. Um, that have made Tesla their main investment and have become millionaires. There are also more than one person who, um, who have bet against Tesla uh, who are millionaires, who may not be millionaires again. Uh, the valuation makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, it defies all logic. Um, it doesn't make sense. You're getting up near a, a you know, short-term uh, if you invested at 100, I don't think you're crazy for selling out at 172. Just realize for me personally, I'd probably still hold on to it because it most likely is in a taxed account. Understand your taxes. The only reason to buy TSLQ or to short Tesla is to hedge against a stock that you own. 
I do not advise someone that, hey, even though you've had this slide, and if we go back and we look at a weekly, and you've had this slide for the past year, do not uh, discount the fact that this is still an upward trending stock. Uh, the 50-day is moving down. The 9-day is moving up. The 21-day is moving sideways. The 200-day is still moving up. So do not discount this stock. I will advise you again, it's dangerous. There are better places to put your money. Uh, for short term, if you're looking for a short, SQQQ. The Qs have just run. Uh, TQQQ has been running. Uh, I say anything under 20, you buy TQQQ. Anything over 20, if you've made your 10%, you can sell it. But it's still got its confirmation on uh, TQQQ. I bought SQQQ trying to time the market. I bought it, I think, at 46. What are we trading at now? 39? You know, there's been some people, you had a cross-up of SQQQ yesterday at $40.14. Made sense. You're at 39.60. You're running up. Is Jerome Powell going to kill this market? Or is he going to say, you know, we may, uh, we may look at, at actually reducing rates. And then boom, you're off. That's the danger part of triple levered ETFs. You don't want to time these things. You want to trade the trend. Right now, TQQQ has the trend. Missed the first 5%. I don't care. You know, the, the SQQ that I bought, I think it was less than 100 bucks. I didn't, you know, I said, you know, it's fun. Let me put it into Weeble. I bought it. Uh, just like I bought Cat. I bought Cat against all logic. It's in the Weeble account. Eh, it's long term. I'm, I'm, I'm donating that to charity. I think I have like uh, $1,100 in Weeble. Hold on. I'll look exactly right now. I will update on you on Weeble. By the way, if you want to join in, uh, I am doing a Weeble challenge this year. I will donate the proceeds. Whatever I make, I'm donating to a charity. I'll figure out what charity over the year. But join me. Put $1,000 in there. Uh, if you guys have $1,000, put $1,000. I'm telling you when I'm doing buys and stuff. Uh, right now, I hold CAT, uh, SQQQ, uh, Apple. Uh, Apple's my largest holding um, in, in, in Weeble, ironically, uh, at a significantly lower price. Uh, than it is right now. So I'm gaining on that one. Uh, I also, they gave me Kraft Heinz, Procter Gamble, um, Procter and Gamble and Gap. Uh, and the account, which was funded with $1,000 today, has 1102 uh, 11, So it keeps moving. Uh, it's up at 1103 right now. So, um, but if you want to join me, click the link in the, um, the description and go on the link tree. Click that link, go to Weeble, sign up. I get people signing up, so you get free stocks. Um, I, I, you know, Weeble is one of those, if you want a long-term brokerage, I suggest Fidelity. And if you sign up for D D Fidelity and fund it with 2,500 bucks, I can get you 100 bucks. Just send me your email address. I'll send it over to my guy. I think it comes in gift cards. So uh, do that. But if you want to join me in this challenge, throw 1,000 bucks into Weeble. Let's have fun. I mean, and it's for a good cause. I'm donating it to charity. You get it as a write-off. Uh, I think we do end up higher at the end of the year. Uh, I am pattern day trade limited in Weeble. So it's not like I'm day trading a lot of these. I do hold SQQQ and I hold, uh, I think I bought, I'm down 17%. Uh, down 17%. I've lost, um, I think it's $30. Yeah. 
think it's 30 bucks. I think I bought $200 worth, which was an overextension. I shouldn't have bought that much of it. But I thought I'd time it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, I'm up overall in this position. So 1100 bucks. I'm up 10% for the year. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I still have some cash that I'm holding onto in there. Um, cat is a large position for me. Why do I own that much cat? Um, $500 worth. <laughs> I bought two shares uh, at about 260 it's at 251 right now. Uh, I shouldn't have bought that one, but I did. I should have bought one share instead of two. Uh, but join me on there. It's fun. And we can watch our uh, accounts grow this year uh, from slow, steady investing. Uh, the markets look like they're down. Uh, MSGM just update is at $27. So if you bought at 25, you're up 10%. Kudos to you and high five. It does have volume. Uh, the RSI is currently sitting at 23. I will move over there so you guys can see what I'm looking at. The Bollinger Bands are still huge. The uh, volume weighted average price is down at 48. It looks like people who are at 80 are selling like crazy. Um, but buyers are showing back up. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Um, yeah, Motorsport Games resumes trading. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Thanks, you guys, for listening. I will talk to you tomorrow.